0: couple of weeks ago, when we first came back into the church building, Emmeline went to watch the service on a tablet, not this one, but a different tablet um, that we'd recently bought. And she went to Facebook and the device, not knowing my email address and the password for Facebook, um, tried to log in. As me. And then she had a problem. Because I have set security features. And there is the thing that is 2FA, two factor authentication. It had those details, but it wanted an acknowledgement that I was me. And normally there's no problem with that. You know, the system sent me a text, it buzzed my phone, it buzzed my wrist where my watch is, and gave me a string of numbers, a key number to just tap in to the tablet. But there was a problem. You see, I was stood here and she was in the lounge in the man's. She was unable to use it. Instead of the 10-inch screen, Emmeline with the children had to be there for watching on the phone. In our brief passage from... John's first letter to the church, the question of identity is being addressed. That of Jesus and that of the true believers. The church had suffered at the hands of false teachers who, although no longer remaining in the fellowship, had shared their thinking and that thinking had remained, and and that's what John is addressing throughout this letter. Their teaching separated out the human and the divine nature of Jesus, and John had to counter this. They had spoken as if Christ's holy presence had only come upon our Lord at his baptism. And so they were denying that begottenness, not accepting that at his birth, indeed at his conception, Jesus is the Son of God. He is, in every way, the Father's Son. John wants his readers to know these teachers were wrong and also that the two elements of authentication for a true believer he wants them to know the password and the additional key are seen when we follow God's commands we might remember That Jesus, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment, answered by saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. John, in his letter, brings an echo of this. But like in his gospel, we also hear of being born of God. Now, in our case, unlike Jesus, it is the Spirit coming into our life at some point after our birth. But although we are created humans, the word given here for being reborn of spirit is that same sense of being born, that begotten in nature that we might think of in the nativity. When we come to faith, we are begotten, born of the Holy Spirit, coming dwelling within us, giving us a new life, a life that overcomes even death and makes us a family of brothers and sisters in Christ, children of God. If we are truly siblings of Jesus, our identity will be clear and revealed in having the same love as he did. Love will be his spirit, will be our spiritual fingerprint. Whatever we touch, will be touched by love. And when people see us, they will, as I said last week, see something of the image of Jesus, albeit perhaps a blurry one. It is in love for each other that we have been wearing our face coverings. Not for our own health, but for our neighbour. Because although we would all, I hope, stay home if we were suffering any COVID symptoms, it is possible to spread the virus while asymptomatic. But while wearing a face covering, it is sometimes harder to recognise even our friends. And my phone, which unlocks itself when it sees my face, using facial recognition, I've been able to do so when I'm wearing my mask. To my phone, when it can't see me, when it can't see that nature, when it can only see half of me and half of me is hidden, I appear as if a different person. God requires us to be fully If we love God and worship him, but do not follow the command to love others in a way that is agape, sacrificial, it is as if we are hiding our face in a way that is not for the benefit of others' health, but which is as if we were going out to rob the bank, as if we were a thief. The true identity of a believer is not there. Our faith is not full, and there must be a question over whether we are truly God's children. Likewise, we might know people who are incredibly kind incredibly helpful generous in the extreme but who do not worship God who do not know Jesus who have not humbly confessed that in their lives there are things that are wrong and that through Jesus they could be forgiven and offered to the eternity, then these loving people will not have the Holy Spirit seal on their heart. The authentic Christian faith requires us to have two factors that come together. Saying what our passwords or praise without the key of loving others with words and actions or vice versa. Loving others but not loving God. It means we fail the test. And what we tell others is our true identity is actually false. May we be truthful to God and to ourselves, adjusting our life accordingly, that through our worship of God and our heart for others in the world, what is wrong may be overcome and the kingdom of God be known more fully. Amen. On Tuesday night, this week, some of our musicians will be returning to the church building, starting to have socially distanced rehearsals together. And we look forward to a time when we will be able to enjoy live music back here on Sundays. Please hold all the musicians within our church in your prayers giving thanks to their gifts and asking that they may hear the Spirit speak as they consider what is right for them and for us as a fellowship as we journey into the future.